Hi, welcome to the Your Adrenal Fix podcast, where we help exhausted and burnt out adults learn the truth about adrenal fatigue so that they can get their health back quickly. My name is Dr. Joel Rosen, and I've suffered with my own adrenal fatigue problem, and now I've made it my mission to tell the truth about adrenal fatigue so that we can get to the root cause of your problem and really teach you how to put the puzzle pieces together so that you could tap into your hidden energy reserves and have all day energy. So this podcast is for anyone who's struggling for years or feeling overwhelmed and burnt out or you're just feeling stuck you're going to get cutting edge information from all our different guests in different respected health fields to give you those important tidbits of information so that you can actually act on them and improve your health join us for our podcast i know you will enjoy it All right, hello everyone and welcome back to another edition of the Truth About Your Health podcast where we teach exhausted and burnt out adults the truth about adrenal fatigue so that they can get their health back quickly. And today I'm joined with a special guest, Jim Howard. He is a 28-year-old health, 28-year health technology executive and current CEO of Readout, Readout Health in St. Louis. Jim's career started in the pharma industry before transitioning to digital health in the early 2000s to digital health back in the BlackBerry days. He's now the co-founder of Readout Health, which is the maker of Biosense, which really what we're going to be talking about today, which is a medical device that tracks fat burning trends, providing real-time feedback, gamification, lots of really cool things on exercise, food behavior, and modification, specifically as it relates to the exhausted and burnt out adult. So, and Jim lives uh, in St. Louis and has lived on a low carb lifestyle since 2018. Jim, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you spending time with us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Look forward to our chat here. Yeah. So uh, as, as I always like to start off with your health journey, I know you've had multiple surgeries on your knee. So why don't you give us a little background on just, it sounds like you live in integrity with not just manufacturing and supporting health uh, industries and, and technology that can really transform our health, but it sounds like you have a, a story and, and you have the integrity of practicing what you preach. So yeah. why don't you kind of give us a, a, a bit of a background on how you got there and, and just sort of the, the Jim Howard, uh, I guess, elevator uh, version of what's going on, how you got here. Yeah, yeah. So this is, you know, I'm an, I was an athlete. I was, played college soccer, and I ended up having six knee surgeries way back then. And as I was aging, I was your typical athlete. I ran a lot. Had, um, you know, I bone on bone on, on joints. And my wife was ketogenic for a, a different chronic disease um, that was more serious, and had adopted a, a ketogenic lifestyle specifically. And and I watched her weight kind of fluctuate up and down. And, and I, I, I noticed that she was doing her finger prick in the morning. And I always kind of wonder, like, you know, ketones go up and down. So you're, you're getting this snapshot in the morning. And she was really struggling with re retaining that weight loss. And, um, and we just, it, it, something was put on my lap, essentially what happened. And as I was starting to adopt out of convenience, the ketogenic lifestyle, and I was having these really fast impact to my, to my knee and being able to run and ski for the first time in a long time, just as pure inflammation. At the same time, um, my venture firm that I work with had this science project put on our lap. I'm like, hey, these guys figured out, there's two guys that figured out 
how to measure just the right part of your breath that could replace a blood measurement. And that kind of sounds like Theranos, right? And I was like, what? what? So I checked it out and that ended up being the early part of Biosense and, and my investment firm. We, we actually invested in it. I invested in it personally. And then I run the company now and I live the, the, the lifestyle of fasting, some ketogenic diet, but I use, it's kind of a variety, mainly fasting. And using, using that as the therapy and using, you know, our own tool, uh, like you do, you know, like using it and dosing this, this very therapeutic level of ketosis. And how, how long ago was that? What, like what time frame are we looking at chronologically? That was, yeah, that was 2019, really right after I w- had started to adopt uh, the ketogenic, at the time it was just pure ketogenic, ketogenic lifestyles. Now, now we work with whatever the, there's always carb restriction, but it doesn't really matter to us. So. Yeah, that was a few years ago. And then we launched Biosense two years ago in the, the consumer market and uh, have learned tons. So that's that's where we are today. Yeah, yeah and that's what we want to hear. So as it relates to the people that I work with, there is a common myth, a sacred cow of, oh, I have an adrenal fatigue problem, which of course, as soon as you bring that to the doctor, they look at you like you're crazy or you're they're going to be that difficult person that's doing this internet research but they're also told, hey, you got to eat small meals more frequently because your cortisol levels are low, your blood sugar is going to drop. And then ultimately that creates a whole host of other problems because right. their glucose is always going to be high. So, But at the flip side, there's also misinformation about, oh, I got to eat 80% keto or I got to eat 80% fat. And, and the ketogenic lifestyle is really where it's at. But I guess for you with the tool that you've developed and all the insights that you've learned, how, how do we use the information uh, of what you can gain to, to dictate what is the right approach for that person? Yeah, yeah, that's a great point because that's it's personalized medicine, precision medicine, precision nutrition, and all of that. And you know, I think one of the things you said in the first part of that, though, Joel, was that you know our physicians, our physicians didn't, you know, let's say our primary care doctors, they didn't study nutrition. (laughs) You know, they didn't. They may have had fifteen total hours of nutrition, you know, education. They'll be the first ones to to talk about that. And we work with a lot of physicians, you know, we're a clinical company. So we, we work with a lot, but there's, you know, there's very few people that really, really understand metabolism, fat metabolism, especially, you know, unless you're kind of an endocrinologist that's really specialized in this space. So there's just so, so few people like you and I meet at, at metabolic health summit. So with that in mind, it's like, that's not, we can't just rely on our primary care physician on, on weight loss or on, you know, diabetes reversal and things like that. So I've really kind of a t- early takeaway was like, wait a minute, we're, we're learning so much right now and we cannot expect healthcare to be caught up to that. So people like you are really helping with that. So, so when it comes to these different dietary protocols, all of them that put you into this state of this therapeutic state of this metabolic flexibility where you're burning fat and fuel as your fuel source. When you're burning fat to get into that state, everybody is different. You know, we used to think like, Hey, it's the ketogenic diet or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Like that's going to work for some people. Other people can be a vegan and low carb and it's going to produce ketone bodies. So think of just ketosis as the state of, of really fat oxidation. And that's the real win is fat oxidation. So, um, 
you know, you can limit carbohydrates and just what, let's say you just watch your blood sugar, watch your blood sugar and keep that, you know, you can mobilize, that's the mobilization part. You can mobilize, you know, triglycerides into, um, you know, turning into, you know, what could be or will be metabolized by the mitochondria, but that's, you just mobilize you to, to metabolize that and can convert fatty acids into ketone bodies that are used as fuel. You got to be in a very carb restrictive environment. Okay. And to do that, um, it, it doesn't matter what the protocol is, as long as there's, there's, you know, some type of car carbohydrate restriction. So it could be carnivore, it could be low carb, it could be ketogenic, which is high fat, low carb. You know, it's whatever the flavor of the day is. We don't, we don't really care. Medications can do this too. Some medications can limit, you know, like an SGLT inhibitor. We don't, it doesn't really matter. That makes you pee out glucose. So whatever it is that gets you into that fat oxidative state, that's where the benefits are. And these benefits you know, with Biosense, you know this because you use Biosense, but, you know, you go to like you blow a five and it's a zero to 40, you just blow into this device. These lower levels are where your weight loss happens. Your higher, you know, moderate levels are where I need to be for my knees. And that's where your chronic inflammation is. And, and that's where I get checked. I, it, I have to be in that really for the rest of my life. And, and because when I kind of come out of that state for a few days, you know, my knee balloons up and I can't even carry my kids and that's not good. <laughs> so right. it, it's different for everybody. And that's the key thing is that, you know, you got to use a device to get feedback. And if you don't have feedback, you don't know what that specific, what a banana does to Joel versus a banana does to Jim and everybody's different, you know, so different. Right. And, and I like that you touched upon, it doesn't really matter. I think that we are seeing that trend of, keto came onto the scene and now we're really realizing it's about achieving metabolic flexibility is by multitasking if you will being aware of your circadian rhythm and mm -hmm. making sure that you get good movement and you're surrounded with friends and family and you know you're you're keeping to a routine but at the same time you're doing things to make sure that your body has the ability to tap into uh oxygen oxygen for for beta oxidation and for for energy production so yep. i guess take us through because i a, a lot of people that do listen to this are, are sophisticated and they have done uh, glucose testing with the keto meter or the keto mojo. And I think that's a good starting point in terms, okay, well, how is this different? Besides, it's so much easier to not have to prick your finger throughout the day. You're yeah. measuring your breath. But what are the differences metabolically in terms of what do beta hydroxybutyrate uh, I guess ketones uh, signify versus acetone what, with, with breath? Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah, because there's there's three different types of ketone bodies. There's um, the one that's most frequently measured, argu arguably most frequently measured, is going to be beta hydroxybutyrate, and that's that's a storage ketone. It's actually not what your body metabolizes; it's stored as that, and it converts into acetoacetate. That's what your mitochondria actually metabolizes. And then acetone is how it leaves your body. That's your excess. So acetone and acetoacetate are pretty pretty tight. Right, they go. They work hand in hand together. Um, Dom D'Agostino has got a couple really good pieces that he's written about this on his website too. If you ever look at keto nutrition, but anyway, um, those are the three types of ketone bodies. So when it comes to beta hydroxybutyrate in your blood, 
okay? That is a storage ketone. It is measured, you know, for accuracy from a venous draw. A capillary draw would be what most people would do in the consumer segment. You know, if you're in a hospital, they'll get a chance to use a, a venous draw. But if you're gonna just prick your finger, that's not the gold standard. That's about 20% off of what a venous measurement would be, but it's a good proxy. You know, you can, you can use that. My, my wife used that. Unfortunately, she didn't use it three times a day, you know, and that's, and it's important that you do it multiple times because you're only going to get a snapshot. And um, I can tell you, we proved in a clinical trial in 2019 that a single measurement in the morning of whatever you use, be it Biosense or Keto Mojo or Abbott, whatever, is 50% off of a time-weighted average because they go up and down, not, not like glucose, you know, boom, 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 but it's, there's a reaction. So you want to look at that, that curve. What's, what's the area under the curve? If you only got one piece of that curve, you don't know what your dose of ketosis is. And this is really important is that this, you know, let's just say it's a curve that kind of bends up. That's your, your depth and length in ketosis. That is your dose of therapy. And that dose of therapy is no different theoretically than a dose of a medication. And if you don't, if you only know that, Hey, I took a drug, I have no idea how long it lasted. And I have no idea how much of it I took. You're not really fully informed. Are you? That's where it kind of fits uh, in. No, absolutely. Okay. So as far as with the stored beta hydroxybutyrate and then your mitochondria uses the acetyl acetate and yeah. then the acetone is what um, basically is the proxy of how much acetoacetate is yeah. being utilized. So as far as that being said, what's great about the Biosense, and perhaps you could elucidate this a little further, is not only do you have the ability to measure what's under the curve by consistent readings throughout the day, but you can also see that you're continually being able to liberate fat and burn ketones as a fuel because it's going to show consistent rising over time. Can, can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. To, to me? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. So it, maybe it rises, maybe it goes down. Depends. Like, uh, so you and I were just talking about, you know, the, the prolon diet <laughs> that, and the impact of that and things like that. So, you know, that, that's a higher carbohydrate fasting thing where it goes up and then comes down. But the bottom line is, First of all, by breath allows you to measure throughout the day. That's, that's the bottom line. It's like you get the full picture, you get a video instead of a, a, a snapshot. And by doing that, the problem with breath biomarkers, they're very difficult to measure. So what we did is we patented the ability to only measure the last two cc. So when you, as you know, this, you blow into Biosense and 98% of your breath goes out the side. So that's our patent. That's why it's the only medical grade option on the, on the market. You can, you can get a version of Biosense on Amazon for $30 probably, but it does, it's going to measure ambient air in your breath. It's not going to measure your end of lung sample. That end of lung sample, by the way, is the only part that, that interacts with your lung tissue. So that's what you want. You want to grab the good stuff, you know, kind of like the coffee that's sitting there for a week. It looks like water at the very bottom is just coffee. We want that, that coffee, right? that thick, that thick tar. And that's, that's what replaces a blood measurement. So the key thing is, is when we exercise and when we eat certain foods, our, our ketone bodies will react. So if you're eating, you know, if you're in a state of ketosis and you eat 
something that you thought was really healthy, you know, like, Hey, these vegetables, which are carbohydrate, but it's vegetables. Some are really high carb and they're going to kick you out of this fat oxidative state. And that's fine. And if you've got knees like mine, you can feel that pretty quickly. If you've got, um, you know, otherwise it could be weight, you know, weight gain and things like that. So you just, you got to learn about this. It just takes time to figure out. And so what you're really doing is not that I'm a biohacker, but really what you're doing is some kind of low level biohacking of saying, Hey, these foods are different to Joel than they are to Jim. This exercise is different to me. Remember, remember the 10,000 steps, everybody get 10,000 steps. Who knows if you need 10,000, maybe you need 20. I mean, I need 30, you know? So the more that medicine and tools and, and, and services start to align to this moving body of ours, this precision body that's just me and, and the impact of just me and my nutritional and genomic makeup, all of that, the closer we are to really understanding what the hell's going on. And that's what, and since we don't know what the hell's going on, that is why the Tufts study that just came out last month, Tufts, Tufts University is saying that, that 7% of the U.S. population is metabolically healthy. 7%. Hopefully you and I are in that, by the way. Um, hopefully, <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> but, um, and that's too bad. I mean, look, you and I have spent a lot of time on this space, you know, and a lot of time working on ourselves. But, you know, that's, that's a pretty big number of people that are really unhealthy right now. And they just don't know. I mean, we're here to help them know, though. Yeah. And so leading into the studies, because I know that's one of the things that Biosense does is, is do the research and have information on different applications on that. So I'd be interested to know what is, what are the, well, first maybe explain what ACEs, ACEs are is what it measures. You kind of talked about it and how ACEs are being used in studies to gather information about proper protocol de development. Yeah, yeah. So we we have a, a we're a breath biomarker research company at the at the core, right? So we have a device that then shows the measurement in a proprietary way that's, that the medical community needs, and and I assume the consumer group does too. But um, you blow into the device, you know, three four times a day, and it, it's going to build your curve of trend line. Your trend line essentially. And it's a zero to 40 measurement. And it's it's roughly, for the average person, it's it's about 10 to one to a beta hydroxybutyrate measurement. Hopefully that's a venous measurement if you want it to be accurate. Otherwise, just you know your ca capillary draw. So it's about 10 to one. It's not 10 to one for everybody because they're different ketone bodies. So let me give you an example. And it's kind of getting back to your last question is, you know, when you when you exercise, your body will pull out beta hydroxybutyrate from your from your circulation, right? So your BHB will go down when you're exercising. Your acetone, your metabolism of fat, of fat as a fuel actually is going up. So you're, you don't wanna pay attention to BHB. You're gonna pay attention to acetone and acetoacetate. So they're a little bit different and then they'll come back together you know, after a while, but one goes up, one goes down. And, and that's, so they're a little bit different, but um, so that's, that's kind of how, how this would be used, you know, essentially is that it's, it's different for everybody, but um, that's, the, that's the ACE measurement. In the clinical trials that we're involved with though, what they really want to know is since we enable this, this curve, this trend to see, Hey, this is what happens all day. Wait a minute. We know that, that ketone bodies are tumor toxic, right? We know that apoptosis can, can really impact a cancerous cell 
but and ketones are nutrition to other cells. So what is going on here? So things like that. So we just uh, completed a, a really positive study in pancreatic cancer. You know, these patients are dying in tumor reduction. I can't get into the details because it hasn't been published yet. Um, we have studies in the impact of, of fasting, and this is in Europe, fasting to, um, to female infertility. We'll do an, a male fertility one after this. Um, really, we have rural health studies in, in, in populations that don't have access, which is really critical you know, right now. But all of these kind of, the, the 10 studies that we have, two pharma studies also, they have one thing in common is they want the dose of ketosis, the depth and length of this incredible therapy. So then you can correlate it with an improvement of a chronic condition. So, you know, we, you, you and I were both at Metabolic Health Summit. We heard John Rowe. John Rowe is uh, talking about epilepsy. He's like, hey, everybody out here, all you researchers using fat metabolism, you, we've been doing this wrong. We, we can't just say, go do a diet and, and great, you're burning fat as a fuel. So what? It, that's just like saying, hey, everybody go take a specific drug and take as much as you want. <laughs> and he was like, we need to understand the depth and length of this. We need to have precision measurements of where the heck our bodies are in this miraculous fat oxidation thing. So we play a role in that. We don't do it all, but we, we help with that. And these trials are no, really, really interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see them come out, Jim, because it's hard, you know, with, let's say, seven to eight percent of the population being metabolically healthy, the, the term that people throw out a lot are mitochondria, mitochondria, and there's really no way to measure mitochondrial function. And I think being able to measure ketones, especially acetone over the, the course of a day and creating the total load and the total length can be a real good proxy for how well is that mitochondria efficiently burning fuel and not creating a lot of exhaust in the process when it's not using oxygen and using glucose as a fuel, thereby your ketones would be non-existent or, or low. So this is kind of a, a, a inference of things that are happening metabolically in your body for, for optimal health. And I know with ACEs and the different times in ketosis that the, the, the Biosense does with the app and, and we can talk about gamification. As you get higher, I guess, between the 15 and 40 ACEs, you guys mentioned, or you mentioned autophagy. And would you say that that's ultimately a, a marker of if you're able to get into say 30 to 35, 40 ACEs consistently, whether it's through diet modification, activity, stress reduction, inflammation control, whatever it is that you're doing, that that is really a, a good measure or a proxy for, for your autophagy. Yeah, well, you know, based on published studies, and there was a great one out of Johns Hopkins, I think two, two or three years ago, on, and this was in mice, but, it, you know, they started to paint the picture of, on average, where would you start to see autophagy? Now, autophagy is always happening all over your body, but where, what's the number that you can associate that with that, where they could say that within a study? So it's an inferred number. It's about 15, 17, kind of different for everybody. So if you're targeting with our device 20, and that, you know, that takes a few days to get into that, you know, like, it's hard for me because of my cortisol levels, but it's, it's, 
you know, it, it, you get more efficient over time. You can tell you that, you know, the more efficient you get. So you get your, you know, you have your cellular cleanup that you might do on occasion, like maybe it's a monthly fast for two days or whatever. Get into, it's really important that we get into that model of cellular cleanup. And I talked to you is the Nobel Prize in Science in what, 2016, 17? And but you mentioned mitochondria, mitochondrial biogenesis, and that's specific to the mitochondria. You know, we don't know where, exactly where that is. So if you shoot for those higher numbers, you're certainly going to get a lot of the ben benefits, you know, increased insulin sensitivity. Um, obviously, the inflammation comes at a little bit higher. There's an inflammasome that uh, is triggered at higher levels of ketosis, probably like in the 10 to 20 range called um, uh, it RP. Oh, RP3, oh, I forgot what it is, but it's a, it's an inflammasome that's really important for orthopedic surgeries too, where not only you're losing weight, for example, but you're, you're triggering not only the, the lack of assembly or inhibiting assembly of that particular inflammasome, um, but you're also uh, regulating and, and having modulation of that, um, and suppressing that. So it's pretty important. Yeah. So I'd be curious to know maybe some of the best practices that you're seeing uh, with your, I guess, with the people that use your, your tool or some of the clinicians that help with designing uh, protocols and, and dietary approaches, because what I find to be problematic is, A, it's kind of hard for people to, to be, uh, have these major habit changes and they're done slowly over time to where they start off with restricting their their carbs or getting more movement or getting more protein whatever it may be but once i guess what i'm trying to ask is it's important to that you can't go into ketosis all the time i mean right, we do right, it's yeah. important that we we have uh mTOR growth factors to rebuild and maintain lean mass and and growth and repair and at the same time, we want to do the yang to the autophagy to be able to get those ACEs levels higher. So as far as best practices with flexing into and out of ketosis using the biosense, what have you seen um, with some of the, the, I guess, the clinical feedback that you're getting? Yeah, it's different for everybody because again, we're we're the tool. We're not the we don't develop the protocols, so right, we, right, we support course. everything. But I, I would say, you know, like the the Breedison protocol, for example, which is high impact for maybe an early onset of for for Alzheimer's or for those with Alzheimer's too. You know, they they target you know a seven once a, like at least once a day get up to a seven, which is kind of low levels of you know if you've just entered ketosis. But again, that's for at least once a day. So you can be cycling in every day at these kind of lower levels. And that, that works really well. Um, you know, you're 50 years old and you find out that you're genetically inclined. <laughs> you got to really watch what you eat. I mean, all of us should be watching, right? But then you've got, you know, we've got epilepsy protocols that are pretty high and they, they have to stay in that all the time because right when you start to come down, it's really problematic. Um, we have mental health protocols that we work with, you know, where, for example, in schizophrenia, that it's really high impact. You've, you've heard Chris Palmer and, and, and others talk about that really, really high impact in, in mental health. We're just learning about all this right now. Those are, you know, if you come off your medications, that's really dangerous because you're, you, you've been in this catotic state. That's more of a permanent thing. So a lot of these are permanent. Some of these chronic diseases, 
you know, I, I, I certainly, I know what's best for me and what I recommend to my friends personally is that you're kind of cycling in and out. And I, I cycle in and out on weekends, you know? That's right. It. Right. Yeah. You got to still live, right. You still got to have the, I think the, the, the creature comforts from time to time. But I think ultimately, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, I, I kind of understand what they're saying at, at a certain level. Um, think of it as if you're, I, I, this is what I tell people, Jim, is if your body isn't able to use energy by, by or be able to produce energy through oxygen utilization, which is going to be burning uh, aerobically and, and burning healthy fat for fuel, um, it's going to be burning uh, oxygen. It's not going to be using oxygen at all. And it's going to be going through glycolysis. And that's going to really drive up a lot of oxidative processes. And in order to slow that, pro that process down, or at least produce more energy more efficiently, you want to really be able to use oxygen for you. And that's where using ketones as a measure of how well you're doing that comes into play. Yep. So as far as the, the biosense, because I, I, to be honest with you, I've just recently become a lot more um, conscientious about it. And I am doing a lot more measuring and I'm looking at the app more. And I like the idea that it, it gives me some prompts to be moving more. So you do have the, I guess it's the, um, what do you call it on the, on the actual app? I'm sorry, I just had a, a brain fart here. Um, but I guess you call it the... Um, what is it? The yeah, your yeah. Key, can you tell us a little bit about that in terms yeah. of how it's measured with with movement as well? Yeah, ketone score really is area to the curve. So what that means is it's just kind of a number associated with the length and depth of of where of your ketone body production, you know, through measured through biosense. So again, if you're seeking, it makes it really easy. Like, hey, when you, when you get our app and, it, and you're like, hey, I'm focused on inflammation. This is me, like. I wasn't trying to lose weight. I'm focused on inflammation and, you know, through some questions and things like that, it'll guide you to, well, this is probably the score you want, which is actually being on average at this level of ACEs, but you're never going to be on average. We eat food, we do different things and you come in and out of that. So what it's doing is kind of building this total dose, this therapeutic dose of fat burning and for weight loss, it's great. You don't need weight loss. The good thing about that one is it's kind of the most common one, but it's the, also the lowest level that you need to get to and the easiest you want to get to. And if, but if you want to lose a lot of weight, just get into higher levels of ketosis. So, you know, um, but that's what you do. And the app guides you through all of that. And it's, the, that's the, the kind of the gamification of, look, this is novel. We're learning about this right now make it understandable for me as average Joe that's trying to lose 30, you know, at age 50 or, you know, postmenopausal female that's got all kinds of hormonal things that I've, my, my physician's recommending this. And for various reasons, I just need some guidance on how this works. So it does a little bit of that, you know, brings you there, but it's, it's ultimately, you know, we don't get anybody better. <laughs> you know, we, we don't, you know, we, we do, we're just a supportive mechanism where we help make sense of it and make it easy and bring insight so that someone in their home can make the change and get a really quick win. If you get a quick win where, you know, let me give you an example. Here's one that's just vanity, pure vanity. Put yourself into, you know, a state of ketosis for four days and look what happens to your face. 
Okay, look at, you know, the inflammation that all of us carry. Look at the bags under your eyes. Look at all those different things. You just do it for the vanity. Look what happens to, you know, how sugar damages your, your skin through this, this glycation process. And all of a sudden your, you know, your collagen and elastin are no longer, you know, suppressed. They're, they actually can get stiff and, and you know, de, uh, be more flexible and things like that. So I think that that's the key thing that you really want to start to look at. And if, if that doesn't drive it, then it's all this stuff on the inside, you know? Right. But you'll find right. a win. You, I guarantee you'll find a win. Do this for four or five days, you'll find a win. Yeah, and I like I like the idea that you coined it as a, a behavior modification tool because when you have real time feedback on the choices that you're making and how it's impacting your physiology, let alone how how you feel or look, um, and you're seeing things getting worse or getting better, you're going to do less or more of whatever it is that's going in that direction. And I think the problem has been with a lot of the people that I've seen, Jim, is well, they tell me that my blood tests are normal and I certainly don't feel normal. And, uh, you know, I, I use the analogy, I think it has to have about six, 70% bone mineral change for an x-ray to be sensitive enough to pick up the diminished bone density on there. But meanwhile, you could have the processes happening along the way, even though it's not picking it up. Whereas a device like this kind of redefines or creates a paradigm shift in the way healthcare is practiced from the point of view, okay, we don't care if your blood tests are normal. We, we want to see if you have the ability to be what they the coin metabolically flexible, where you're able to drive down your inflammation, you're able to use oxygen to combust healthy fat, and that's allowing you to be more effective and efficient and energy producing. And you can see that that happening. So I like kudos for your company to, to be able to design that. And I like that you actually um, work on clinical trials to, to see, um, hey, we're learning this as a, as a manufacturer, as a company of what the, the impact of our tool can be. I guess the, that leads us to what trends or what clinical trials, trials you're working on, or what do you see coming through the pike in terms of now that we've made that first step of creating this device, I see all of this potential or that potential. What do you, yeah. what do you see? Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting because there's so, you know, you've got a lot, people are just starting to really, when I say people and consumers, we, we play it in the consumer and the, the research and clinical space, but on the consumer side, we're, we're just seeing access that, that we've never had. COVID caused a lot of this too. You know, COVID caused that, hey, now you're in the home. You got to kind of take care of yourself. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't eat anything I want. Uh, wow, I'm learning about this on my own because my physician doesn't know. So I think that we're, it's a different person. The lines are a little bit more gray between clinical, you know, and somebody can go to you and, and learn a ton, a ton, a ton, you know. I don't know if, if the average primary care doctor is going to know that much about metabolism anymore, you know, unless they've just come out of school the last couple of years. So it's, it, we just got to be careful there. But my, my, I guess where I was going with that is that we've got an opportunity now. People are using CGM consumers going out and buying CGM. Now they're learning that, Hey, this is what happens to my blood sugar. I got to get that blood sugar down. So they don't have so much insulin, you know, going up and down. And by doing that, um, now I'm on the first step, by the way, but that's, that doesn't do, that's not where the 
fat oxidation happens in autophagy and, and inflammation reduction, all that's, all that's in ketosis. That's what we measure. We're, we're the undoing the bad. Glucose is stopping the bad. <laughs> now we do the work. We're, we're the worker bees, right? So I think what we're starting to see is that consumers are starting to put this together and we sure as heck haven't done it. You know, we, we don't know everything, but we, we have learned a lot that, that consumers can do this. We have to package it in a better way. So it makes sense for all, all health levels of intelligence, okay? That, it's, that there's health equities are written all over this, that we can, it's going to make sense for everybody. Because here's the worst thing is right now, when it comes to diabetes and when it comes to obesity, you know, we know, go out in a rural area. Okay, go, go to an urban, an urban area, urban underserved and rural underserved. Okay, and they might be different colored people. Okay, they might look different, but it's the same, same problem with diabetes and obesity. And we've got to figure that out, that it makes sense and is available to everybody. And, it, and it's just a really important part that, that I, I know that we as a company are very focused on is, is, is getting that reach to everybody. And it's got to be packaged in a way that makes sense for everybody too. So that's a big part of the trend that we see in health systems is health equity. And it's the right thing to do. So um, yeah. our job is to make it super presentable, you know, have the gamification that makes sense to get a little win. If I can get a little win, I can get a bigger win. If I blow one, one on this, on this device, that's so easy to use. I can get to two by just getting rid of the bread on my sandwich and, and having, you know, and having an open face, something or whatever. But, and then if I can get to two, I know I can get into a fat oxidative state at five by the end of the week. And now all of a sudden, whoa, I've got, I'm, I'm actually losing, I'm using my own physiology as my fuel. Isn't that kind of cool? <laughs> Taking it from an actual fat cell that might be on my liver, which is really bad. Right. Or, or adipose or, you know, adipose tissue that's actually on your visceral fat, for example. That's really bad too. All of a sudden it's being shifted into my actual fuel. That's what fat burning really is, is if you can use your own fuel, you're set to go. You know, you've got the fuel all over. Let's just use it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's interesting because I've had the opportunity to interview Dorian from Keto Mojo. Yeah. And I, I see a lot of parallels in the sense that, okay, you didn't kind of realize what what you started, I guess, right? I mean, initially, it's a device that can help track and get some good feedback. But at the same time, now you're looking at helping, you know, a bigger purpose of people that need support and, and food bills get changed and healthcare policy gets changed. I mean, it, it's amazing that the, the fallout. And I think the other thing that you mentioned, too, was now that we're empowering the consumer, um, to be able to take control of their health and not necessarily be reliant or dependent on a provider to give them the answers and they can do it themselves. And the other thing that I find kind of ironic too is, is that it's not rocket science, the things that are actually implemented that make the changes like, oh, so you're saying if I actually move a little more and I don't eat as much, you know, crappy food that my, my numbers are going to improve? Yeah but you're going to actually see it in real time versus seeing that your blood tests are kind of normal and they're, you're not sick enough, or you just need to be put on this medication to address that. So I think there's a lot of uh, amazing uh, consequences that you may not have um, anticipated starting with this. Are you seeing that to be true? 
Yeah, yeah. It's we learn so much. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, like we've got a platform, and we'll add more to the platform and things like you know really interesting nutrition AI and this too. But but look, we, who do we learn from? We don't learn from being in a lab and building all this stuff. We learn from the users. We learn from the clinics that are or the the academic researchers that are building things. We learn from people like you that have have patients. You know, it, it's we're all in this together. We got to figure it right. out. You know, ninety three percent of us need help. Right. 93%. Right. A lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting too, because I, I, I've talked to Dave from uh, Heads Up Health and it's really great when you can bring in so many different metrics from looking at heart rate variability and looking at ketones and looking at steps and movement. The only problem is what I found, Jim, is with the clients that I work, because they were such an early adopter, you're making them do so much data entry and they're already stressed to begin with. You want to kind of make it as passive as possible so that all they got to do is breathe into a machine or all yeah. they got to do is upload something. And then a clinician tells them, hey, keep doing this, but you know, stop that versus having them to do it on their own. And I think that's where we're headed. So um, one of the questions I have is just on your own health journey, um, because we, you know, want to get down to the, the uh, fixing the, the stress response and um, understanding. And as we get, I guess, more, uh, I guess, sophisticated over our own health journey, what would you have told the old gym that was not aware of some of the stuff that the new gym knows in terms of maybe accelerating your health or um, being more energized or just feeling better? What are some of the tricks of the trade that you've learned over, over your time of getting in this industry? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, you know, holistically, I, I didn't realize how connected everything was. And this is, I think I'm a pretty good personal example, to be honest with you. You know, I, I followed this to the T that pyramid, that kind of bullshit pyramid we were given that's caused a lot of the problems. I followed that to a T. I was on a, I wouldn't say low fat. I was on a no fat diet probably since from 1995 to 2016, 17, and then had fully transitioned to where I am right now in 2018. Um, and, and by doing that, I was pretty much destroying myself. You know, I mean, I was Eat, I wasn't eating sugar or anything like that, but I mean, the amount of rice and pasta and bread and blah, 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 like all that. I didn't even, no processed food. It was just all the, the, the stuff that was so high carbohydrate, but natural. And I'm guessing I probably put down about 350 carbs a day, 400 maybe. And uh, my fat intake was nothing. And I was not healthy. You know, I just wasn't really healthy, but I thought I was healthy because I was doing everything that I should have done to the T, to the T. Man, you got to love that yogurt, 20 grams of sugar in that yogurt, right? So I think that um, the unfortunate thing about that was I, 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 and I, I, I learned late in life, but I mean, I, the pain point was I couldn't carry my children up the stairs. I'm an older dad. I, I'm, I had kids at 46 and 48. And I could not physically carry them up the stairs. So all of a sudden, when I found this through my wife, this, this lifestyle that's permanent now, the holistic side of this is that I didn't realize, yeah, the great inflammation, I can carry them up the stairs. But I didn't realize how much better I slept. I didn't realize how much that my acute senses, you know how it is, like especially cognitive ability is so much stronger and you're like so aware 
I didn't get tired, you know, the, the pasta, woo, in the middle of the day and like constantly then caffeinate up to overcome that. And it was, I was doing everything wrong to band-aid everything. When you start to put yourself together metabolically, you realize, holy cow, insulin resistance is what has caused all of these, you know, what, 30% of cancers, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Okay. A lot of these mental health disorders that we're learning right now, like it's so tied together. And when you, when you just focus on that, get yourself to metabolic flexibility, the wheels kind of fall in place. They don't fall apart. They fall in place. And that's kind of cool. And it's actually doesn't even take that long. You know, have you noticed that with your patients? Like it can be fast. It it is. And the, the, the thing that you mentioned, though, too, was you were doing all the things that you were told to do, right? It's not like you were a rogue guy fighting the system and, and, and dealing with the consequences. And I think that's why you still see 93% of the people, because they're still eating the yogurts and the processed carbs and, and so forth. I mean, they have no clue how much carbs they're taking in in a given day. And there's no wonder we're sort of in for a a tidal wave of metabolic issues if we don't reverse it. But with technology, like with what you're doing, it is is the first step to knocking down that that major albatross. So um, as far as where do where do people, um, you know, go to get the the device? It looks like this. I haven't showed them. And for those that are going to watch the video, um, it's easy to do. You know, it's funny, actually. So I don't I don't vape, but it's uh, funny, like when I'm out in public, I think like people like are thinking that I'm, you know, vaping because I'm measuring my my breath ketones. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. But um, where do people get that device? Yeah, so you can, uh, it's at mybiosense.com and we'll, we'll set up a code for your users as well or your, um, your patients and, and friends that listen to the, the podcast. And that's just Dr. Joel, D-R-J-O-E-L, and that'll give you $20 off. The, the device is $299. The sensor should last a couple of years if it's stored appropriately um, and, or more. And it's unlimited measurements. So it's uh, $299, $20 off with that code. And yeah, and then we ship it from here in St. Louis. So we are the manufacturer and research company too. We do it all. Yeah. And I, I mean, listen, it's great too, because I, I have both the, the, you know, the blood marker and the, and the breath meter. And uh, the great thing is you can do it very easy. You don't have to prick your finger and you're not paying for the strips over and over again too, right? So that's yeah. the, the great thing about it. So, hey, Jim, thanks for your time. I appreciate you being here and uh, looking forward to see your future success. And uh, I appreciate everything that you do. Yeah, thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of your Adrenal Fix podcast, where our goal is really to teach exhausted and burnt out adults the truth about adrenal fatigue so that they can get their energy back quickly. And if you happen to be suffering with your own exhaustion and fatigue-based problems and you're not getting answers and you're frustrated and you're concerned and you really want to get back to the things that you're not able to do, then maybe it's time for you and I to book a discovery call. 
if that makes sense to you or what we talked about makes sense to you, then this is an opportunity for you and I to troubleshoot and figure out what's going on in your body, what's not working, what have you tried, how's it impacting you. Most importantly, figure out where you want to go with your health and why you're not able to bridge that gap. And if I feel I can help you and all the things that you need to be doing, I can recommend to you, I'll let you know. And if I don't know, I'll tell you that too. But my goal is for you to leave this call with a step-by-step game plan to learn how to bridge that gap and get your life back quickly. If I feel I can help you, I'll tell you what that will look like to work together. However, there's no obligation to do any further work and there's no charge for the call whatsoever. It's just really a one-on-one time for you and my team member or myself to get true value out of what's not working with your health and what are you missing in order for you to make that next step. If that makes a lot of sense to you, then go ahead and go to www.adrenalfatigueworkshop.com, all one word, adrenalfatigue workshop.com forward slash apply now spacing is limited and it's a first come first first served basis and you have to be willing to to make that next step to get your health back or at least be serious about it if we feel we can help each other just go to www.adrenalfatigueworkshop.com forward slash apply and i look forward to giving you value and getting you your health back